Minutes 38 remaining. They lead by 10 points. Hello, loyal Dorkers, back, uh, back this week, ever so loyally. Following a bad six. Loyally is not a word. It is a word. Loyally. Loyally. <laughs> Loyally. Uh, so, so graciously rejoining us after what's been a dismal six weeks, but obviously tuning in to hear the return of Monkey, I reckon. Yeah, they've missed you. What, did you yeah. look at our ratings last week? Nah. Ooh, see what Rendog rated. I'm going to look right now. You keep talking. You just, I'll keep just talking. talk amongst um, yourselves. I did love hearing from Rendog. I really enjoyed Rendog. No, Rendog's on, good. Uh, on the Purple Rain, he's got some quality insights and a very a very good Docker supporter. I think Rendog jumped off the cliff though um, this weekend. He was awfully depressed on the on the chat. Shout out Rendog. I hope you cheered up a, a little bit. Mate, we got good uh, good listens on that Rendog episode. <laughs> oh yeah, a a um, but. Yeah, it was a good good little trip up north, mate. Got um, got some fish. Send me send me any. Mail me any. Nah, I didn't mail you any fish. I got your stubby when I got back. Had a pretty not too many um, not too many good stories. There was one. Oh, yeah, you got my you got my um, Geelong line stubby. Geelong St Kilda yep. line. Yeah, you did too. Yeah. That's oh well, the, we're one all at the moment. Right? That so that stubby just for the loyal listeners. Monkey thought. St Kilda were going to beat Geelong. I thought Geelong were going to flog them. So we set the line at the sports bet line at 44 points. And I think it was like 29 points in the end. <laughs> yep. And so I had to send him a long neck of beer via the post, which the long neck costs, I think, 7 or $8. The post costs like 22 or 26 or something. <laughs> the chick laughed. The chick was pit- like, I was 10. like, yeah, I lost a bet. I need to mail this. And she's like, ooh, the best way to do it would be in a wine bottle holder. Which is this one, yeah, and then you send it over. Good, because it protects it. Because I had, I was like, I think I need to buy like a bubble wrap one. And she's like, oh no, the wine bottle ones are better. And I was like, thank you. Yeah. yeah well, you learn a lot about pack. I learned a lot when I had to send my six. Um, <laughs> Mate, the more annoying thing was locating the. I did my shopping at IGA so I could grab a box for it to fit in. So the financial costs were just. Almost unmeasurable. Mm, IGA is not good, mate. The um, the the lady that like I thoroughly entertained at least one, maybe two of the post office people. They're like, "Whoa, I lost a bet, did ya? Like, why are you sending a beer interstate?" And then I was like, "Oh, it's, what's the postcode?" And I said, <laughs> "I said the Margaret River." And she's like, "Whoa, that seems pretty far away." And I was like, "Yep, it's yep. probably about as far as you can get from Brisbane away and yeah. still be in Australia." <laughs> yeah, right. Geographic, geographically, make sure I get all my words right now. Hmm. No, I'm pretty um, sure loyally is a word. Ugh, whatever. False it, accusations. Thanks for, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Um, it was good to be out of reception in a way, um, not to... Did you listen to the pod? Game. Uh, I did, on the drive back. Got around oh, you the, did? You got, got around the pod. Yeah, nice. And um, listened to Ducky on the drive home as well from the Purple Rain. Listened to the fire come out the speakers from a very angry duck. I've loved Oz, like Oz getting real honest. I think Oz was very reserved for a very long time. And now he's actually saying what he what he feels rather than just trying to sugarcoat it. It's been good. No, because I think Oz has a lot to offer, but I think he just doesn't want to. He's too, tre- treads on eggshells. Yeah. Me, yeah, me and you on the other hand, we stamp on eggshells. We, but we hide behind a cloak of, um, no one really knows who we are. Whereas they are, they are met in person for their podcast personality. Yeah. So you can understand well, the big difference. Considering. Not, we're not important in the, in the world of Dockers podcast. Well, probably the number one independent Dockers podcast going around. Really? We should mention that. Um, Considering that our names are literally on the podcast thing, like it's not hard to figure out who we are. We're not technically anonymous. We're not like Dork, uh, sorry, Frio Doka, um, <laughs> but like no one cares who we are. I think is the problem. <laughs> Imagine if we get a disgrunt, like a really disgruntled phone call, or so- someone's just like, I don't think what you I said. Would at Fourteen love minutes. That. 
Considering I once told a story about seeing a guy suck another guy's I... dick, <laughs> I don't think we can ever get to that. Mate, Leone messaged us saying that was a real funny story. Yeah, we do get a lot of, um, obviously, a lot of positives <laughs> come, come through. We haven't yet got much negative. I think if you get this, if you listen to the whole thing and you're so disgruntled by it, you want to somehow contact us, I think that's probably... I don't think that will ever happen. I don't think anyone gets through to season two and it's like, "Mm, nah, it's just season two or three. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, oh, nah, like, I'm out. out." (laughs) If they they got through the crackle, they can get through the dick-sucking stories. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But, yeah, we should move on to maybe some some football, the doggies. I was able to – I didn't have enough reception. I listened to a bit of the doggies on the radio, obviously very disappointing. Um, I don't have the scoreline. Mate, I was gonna, I was gonna look at the scoreline, and then I was like, "Fuck it!" I remember it well enough. It was like mid sixties to mid one hundred and tens. It was bad enough, and so I made some notes because I was sober watching it. Um, Yeah, go through because I didn't obviously. I all I've got is what I think. through the radio, so I can maybe chime in a little bit, but not um, before I forget. Rosie sent through a question. That's your job to answer it. Okay. Yep. I'll forget otherwise. Um, so first quarter, du- and Duck agreed. We were like, we're actually not playing horribly. We were trying to play the same sort of high tempo Bulldogs rebound footy, except we'd get the ball to within thirty meters and either stuff something up, miss the goal, or give something away, and then. Like, almost every time they went end-to-end, they got a goal. Like, I think our turnover goal, I think it was eight goals to four, eight goals to three. Um, eight goals to four, eight I'm pretty four. sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they would have got four or five goals directly from a rebound 50 from deep inside our 50, if not a behind. Yeah. So, it was like, we almost could have stopped four of their goals just by kicking a goal, if we just knew how to kick a goal. It was the same old problem, basically. But um, after that, it was very hard. Like, obviously, we're not going to keep up that tempo. Bulldogs kicked away a bit. Like, each quarter after that, they probably won by a couple of goals. But it was that first quarter where we had had the opportunities but couldn't put the score on the board and just kept getting murdered out of the back line. And then second, third, fourth quarter, they just killed us in the midfield and held the ball in their forward line. We were lucky if um, we scored, and they were like basically every time they went forward, they kicked a goal. Yeah, well, they obviously got to the you know twelve goals at half time. You could almost switch off. Yeah, yeah, more or less. I thought Lob was really good. I think I think Lob is a good forward. He battles hard. We kick it on his head and ask him to beat four people. Um, it just ugh, it just does my head in when I see how the ball comes in. Um, but the people that I thought could hold their head high, so Brayshaw easily stand out our best player by far. Yeah. Tried all day, kicked three goals. I always bag Brayshaw out about his goal kicking. Like as he was running into goal, then I was like, "This ain't going in," and he kicked, and he slotted it, man. <laughs> so he's look. I think he's good. Like obviously he's a he's a more of a workhorse player, but it's yeah. really good for his confidence. I think to kick three get 26 touches. Everyone's like, Brayshaw can play. Chera did well um, as well. So Chera had a good two or three quarters, I think, put in the midfield, lo and behold. Um, It's probably good that we are now out of finals completely, that we can actually give up the hope that, like, all these people, like, Ballas, and they're going to save us and make finals and we'll be good. It's like, no, play Brayshaw in the midfield, play Chera in the midfield, play Logue the back line, play, you know, d- debutantes, play all these guys. Don't play Ballas and, like, Sandy in the ruck all day and, you know, all this stuff. Let the guys develop. Um, <laughs> let, let the... All right. Yeah. So, and there was a Dockery moment at the very end. So, we're getting pants all day. Walters has a shot for goal. With the, like, it would have been the last minute or two. Goes through, gets called a goal. Everyone's like, yeah, cool, like good consolation goal. The goal review, it clipped the post. They went to Snicko, it clipped the post. <laughs> so it gets called back for a behind. With like two minutes to go in a game that's a 50-point like margin, we get a goal taken off us. 
It's like, that is mental Dockers. Yeah, I think it's pretty disappointing seeing the ins. I think hindsight that'll uh, that'll get a big old red cross through it. Those ins and what what was um, I don't know what the expectation was, um, but it's good to see with the teams coming out. They maybe learnt a little bit um, and made made massive changes for for this week, which we probably won't get into. But yeah, I think it was a bit silly going in there with that many ruckmen. Not sure why Tom English needed that. Um, handled himself fine, and when the ball hit the deck, it wasn't really an issue. Yeah. Um, well, early on, it looked like Sandy was pushing English around, but then I think weight of numbers out of the midfield means that if you can get the ball down and we don't get a clear tap. Sandy, Sandy's good at taps around the ground, but he's never really been good in the centre. Does that make sense? So, you know, all the t- like Sandy gets hit some sweet taps in the first quarter of that game, um, like in forward 50 and stuff like that. But then always in centre, it seems like they rove Sandy's taps the best in the centre. And then, yeah. like, Bont just does a big cir- turning circle and gets out. It's like, how, where are we standing? Like, what were we hoping to happen there? Like, Conker, where were you standing? Like, what were you thinking you were going to stream through and just, like, run into an open goal? And so, yeah. and. Yeah, and Fife was probably a bit underdone with his elbow stuff. Yeah, I think it would have been Fife probably could have sat out. I think Wilson, obviously, maybe there was something going on with him. I think Connor Blakely could have played more. I th- yeah, like I just don't. Maybe Fife put his hand up and said he could, but really, in the day, probably couldn't. Well, I don't mind Fife if you just go. We're playing an underdone Fife playing forward, similar they've done with Dangerfield before. But Dangerfield hurt his foot. Yeah. just playing forward. I loaded up some other, I mean, this is probably like the selection thing and with the goals and stuff like that. Um, so you pay the, like you've got Lob, Lob's kicked 13 goals, I think, for the season, which which wasn't too bad. But other than that, our forward line's not very potent at the moment. I mean, Chero runs around there, he's kicked two goals for the year. Schultz has kicked three for the year from four games. Mate, Brandon Matera's um, kicked t- 27 or 28 or something. Matera's kicked 27 from 16, and I think Walters has kicked 33 from 18, which is obviously um, pretty good. Mate, Matera had two shots on goal, both of them from within 15 metres, almost directly in front, and both of them just, like, slung wide. Like, one of them was a soccer out of the air. It's like, mate, you probably could have grabbed that, but even that, like, you're a goal sneak. You should be able to soccer it from directly in front under no pressure. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Walter's spending an eternity in the midfield. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's the thing. Home, I, think. I mean, why burn out Mundy and Walters when now we can play all of those other guys like Blakely, Chera, Brayshaw in the midfield when we're going to lose anyway? Like, why not play Mundy forward and Walters forward or Mundy back flank, <laughs> Walters forward, and that way Mundy doesn't just die because he's just having to wear this midfield brunt and get smashed all the time. Um, and we blood kids. Yeah. Yeah, I think we, yeah. Um, I mean, moving, well, I would like to move on because I don't... I've got a few, I've got a few extra things to talk about. Don't you worry about that. It's time. Well, did you want to I want... dive into the popular conversation? No. You know what Australia I want? At the no, I didn't want to. I wanted to do this. Oh, no. There's, there's some <laughs> clicking. Is it Gambler? Wait. Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. I'm melting! Melting! <laughs> oh, we've got the melt series. What a world. The Melt series. So I have two today. Both involve Bewley. One's his fault, one's not. The first one was Bewley trying to soccer it. Out of, I think it was probably in the second quarter when everything was going shit. Bewley tries to soccer it just to complete fresh airy. <laughs> so, oh, come on, man. If you're going to try and soccer it out of the air, you've got to at least make a little bit of contact. Um, the second one was probably in the third quarter. We had three hand passes in close in a row go to ground, the third of which went straight through Bewley's legs, like tunnel ball. He like, looks underneath his legs. It's like, oh, 
it just highlights how bad we get with our uh, skills. It's just, it's just a hard game to watch sometimes, mate. My other pet hate at the moment is I don't think Sean Darcy is very good at football at the moment. He probably will develop a lot more, but I really am dubious that playing three rucks and him in is good. And now that we've only played two rucks, I think we've got two very lumbering ruckmen. Um, and I'm a bit concerned that we're just going to get done. I mean, who knew Geelong having their rucks? Reese Stanley, who we've been proven to run into form before when he played at St Kilda. Uh, Blitzabs can go through the ruck. Now he's a backman anyway. I feel like we're just going to get done. Yeah, I think that, yeah, uh, the two ruckman thing, I mean, we'll go into the teams and stuff later. But, um, yeah, the two ruckmen, especially Sandy and Matera, in, um, when teams probably want to run around all night, um, it's probably, yeah, you got a couple of big ones. Unless maybe they should go in as one player on another's shoulders. <laughs> Put, <laughs> mate, this will, uh, this will come up in our questions, actually. Um, mate, I think Ballas and Sandy are like peas in a pod. I think, <laughs> I think Ballas wants oh. to get a few more games just playing on Sandy's shoulders, making him just eight foot tall, not seven foot tall. I reckon just put yeah, just put just I don't know, but anyway, let's 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 do some. Did you want to go into probably talk about your thing? Yeah, well, that's where I thought we were maybe headed, was probably for a little bit of a... Because we're a West Australian media outlet, we should probably give Ross Lyon a whack a we- and maybe have a bit of a chat about him. You mean a well-respected WA media outlet? Yeah, continue. It's been it's been a pretty hard week for, for him. He's obviously copped a fair bit. Um, some people are pretty angry about the football club in general, which, is, I think, which I think is fine. And so I dove into a bit of a... Given that coaches are... A bit of a popular topic at the moment. Um, what can what can work? So going back through, just wanted to get your thoughts after I run through all this. We're going back through um, premiers and kind of where their coaches came from and where they kind of began to take a look at maybe a bit of a pattern to the ultimate success, if if you will. So we go back, unfortunately, to last year, which West Coast got up. You got Adam Simpson coming in in 2014, took him to the Grandy in 2015, three years later, gets there. It's also interesting to note when he came over, came over with Brody Rawlings and Don Pike. They lost Brady, um, Scotty Burns, Brady Rawlings and um, Don Pike. They lost Burns. And both, they, both. So Don Pike is a senior coach. And Brady Rawlings is, like, up there in candidates at the moment, so... Yep, so pretty good, pretty strong That's little outfit a, there. That's probably a chat for later, in, but how many uh, of our current, how many of Frio's current uh, assistants are anyone talking about for a possible head no. coaching role? Anyway, go on. So we go back. Um, the Richmond one's probably the one that stands out as a bit of uncommon thing. So Damien Hardwick appointed in 2010. Richmond came good 2017. Luke Beveridge appointed 2015. Premiers in 2016. Clarkson appointed in 2005. Um, he won his first one in 20, 2008. Yeah. So, yeah, so we obviously had that good run, which I skipped there. Longmuir, Longmire comes in 2011. Premiers in 2012. Brad Scott, 2010. Premiers, 2011. Ross Lyon comes in 2012. We are grand finalists 2015. For that first three years, he runs 67 wins, 29 losses. To present since the grand final appearance, we run 28 wins, 56 losses. Um, which I suppose, and I mean, we spoke about it before the episode. I think it's a great point. It's the old three to four year trend. Although there's a lot of other things. I mean, there's some great coaches and great teams that go so close, and there is no like you can't crucify people for coming second, um, runner up in a grand final. I suppose if you, if that's what you want to call it. But it seems like that ultimate success is around a two to three year kind of yeah. spark, freshness, change. Um, which is interesting in terms of the Ross Lyon debate. It is really interesting. I remember listening to, I don't know if it was Sports Talk or something, where someone rang up and was like, looked at the data from many decades. I don't know how many it was. It was like 30 or 40 years. And it was a lot of that thing, a lot of the stuff you just said, it was if you're going to win a premiership, you'll win it within the first three or four years or four or five years of your coaching tenure. 
And if you stay longer than that and you haven't won one, you're unlikely by the statistics to win one. So if you are there 10 years and you haven't won one yet, like the stats say that no one wins one in their 11th year. Um, I think it's interesting. I think you do hit a point where it's like, well, we've been trying this for a very long time. Why not try a different direction? Um, I'm, I don't know. With Ross Lyon, I think, I think, I still don't mind him. Like, I don't mind him at all. I, I, I like listening to him talk because he's very reasonable. However, there is, so, like, such simple things that I find he does very questionably wrong, like playing Valentine the weekend, trusting these senior players that he knows well too much, being like, no. Ballas, you're not playing. You're not part of this future of this club. We're rebuilding, like we always say. We're not going to yeah. play a 32-year-old small forward that can't kick a goal and a bloody can't get a kick in a stampede, let alone kick a goal. It's like it's fascinating. I think he's battling with trying to be loyal to his players. That's probably why the players love him. Trying to be loyal to his players, but also trying to like do something he hasn't really done before. It's like rebuild. And then he's like holding on to a bit of success, but also like we, we probably would be better off if the last two or three years we lost the first eight or nine games and then won games and later in the season. Because I think we win these games, we'll get to a position where we're six and six or seven and five. And then we're like, fuck, we're a chance. And then he's like, oh, better play Ballas. Like, <laughs> it's like, oh. Well, it's a significant drop off in the second half. And it it's is. a trend that continues. I think a bit of it's to do with um, maybe a young list that can't carry it. But then it's also like the young list isn't given the opportunity to carry it in the first half. So there's probably not that even spread. So And then Monday and people get tired because they're just carrying too much load. Yeah, I think you really have to... You have to be trying to play that 22 that you expect to play. You should be playing that 22 at the, at the start that you want to see in two... So what you want to see in two to three years' time, you should really be trying to play it, like, well, now, if if you know what I mean. Like, there's no point nursing players into these roles, putting them into positions that, that, that just to, to, I suppose, have them running around out there. Like, if that's where you see them in the future, then that's where they should play and that's where they should be. And they shouldn't be getting sacrificed and wasted over players that aren't going to be there in two years. And that goes for... And now that list grows for those players. I mean, Monday's almost creeping into that list of players that doesn't exist there. So well, well, that's what that's what Dark's saying. It's Valen- like Monday now almost needs to go. Not because he doesn't like Monday, well, but just because, like, what's the point? Because, yeah, because, I mean, what is what is the point if he's just a progress stopper? But it's been that kind of problem for the last couple of years during the whole... Re- and, like, when does the baton get passed? Like, when, at the start of the year, it didn't, it wasn't, and, and our senior players were holding up. But now that they're not holding up, we got guys who I suppose it's great they get to fill the void, but maybe they should have been filling the void a little more at the start of the year. Um, yeah, But, I mean, you, only, you win... You got four games under a goal there, so I mean, yeah, you're looking at a lot of sacrifice on results there, aren't you? Well, I almost, in hindsight, and this is a weird thing to say, wish we had lost a few of those close games, so our record was terrible, so we weren't going to make finals, and they go, damn it, let's play North, let's play Carter, Carter's playing this week, Yep. let's play Meek and, you know, huge dicks, let's get some huge dicks out there. Like, Ballas, sorry, man. Like, why would we play you? Like, integrity of selection doesn't exist in a rebuild. You can't be like, oh, yeah, Ethan Hughes is trying more than this other guy. It's like, no, we need to play these young guys. Or, like, it just doesn't work. So, it's, I think, I think to be honest with ourselves, we're probably lucky to have won the games to be 7-5, and five, and it was a curse as well. Because we were all very happy. We we're like, damn, we're playing better than we should should be. And we probably were playing pretty well. We beat Collingwood away. We beat GWS away. Um, we beat Brisbane at home. Brisbane are bloody looking like they're going to be a top four team. Um, yeah. So, like, we, it's not like it's... not looking that good. Yeah, Collingwood are looking rough now. But they're still probably a top six. Like, we're still beating some good teams. But it still comes down to the basic where we somehow played well but we couldn't sustain that good footy for two weeks in a row like not even like many weeks in a row it's two weeks in a row generally we'd have a stumble the next week it's like it's like even north melbourne 
Next week, we come out against Gold Coast, and we looked like a second-rate team against Gold Coast, which was mental. And for me to be at that yeah. game, I was like, good God, I thought we'd turn a corner by playing North Melbourne like that. I think there's a big, there's a there's a massive gap that we've got to fill. Like, performances yeah. in April, to, to be able to sustain them and do them in September, I think there's just such a big gap there that's being left from players, coaches, everything, if, if you know what I'm trying to say. Like, for to somehow replicate them, to think that we're just going to all of a sudden replicate them now, like, is, is I just don't, I just can't see that happening. Like, the things we're doing at the start of the year is as a result of where we're at as a list. Um, and that just leaves me really, like, the light at the end of the tunnel is just so far away now. It's gotten um, further away throughout the season, which is very sad. Because although we can, we can do that at the start of the year, to then be able to produce it, withstand it, withhold it, continue it, it's a whole other thing. Um, mm. Far out. I mean, what's going on with Weber in the dungeon, mate? He Did you just get that text I just to, sent you? I just said them, but I'm not going to read a text while I'm talking. Mate, to read I'm it. Glad to bring it up. Read it. Is it Weber? They're basically in a thread. I just got text, a photo of Ross Weber, and uh, I think Mark Stone or Pryor. Sorry, Pryor. And it was the, the question was, <laughs> "Fuck, marry and kill." <laughs> but I was just looking at how um, how how Weber so looked. He looks so is. funny. He's looking at it now. Well, Yes, no. <laughs> he looks very dungeony. He looks very dungeony. Mate, um, Kirsten's not happy with him. There's a lot of questions about where. So where the he's whole Kirsten thing is literally just Colin Young, who's the manager, um, being a manipulative manager. That's so Colin Young's like, oh, one of my players now isn't going to have a contract, so is uh, not going to earn me money. So I'm going to come out and blast the club. So he's just, yeah. mate, Colin Young is, uh, do you Same. remember Ari from, um, uh, what's it called? Entourage? He's like that, but he's not funny and he's not like in any way got a good heart underneath it. I think he's just like, fuck, I don't need to make some money out of these fucking players. Um, yeah. Colin Young sucks, mm-hmm. man. He's scum. So I wouldn't worry. Well, we'll move on. We won't get dwelling too much on that. But it is very weird to be this disappointed on a Thursday. Usually by Thursdays, I've calmed down. Um, no, and I'm still we're probably more, in more terms fired of, up, I reckon. Uh, oh, can you can out. you go through Rosie's question before you forget? Yeah, let's dive into something more. Do you have a song or, or anything you want to put up here? For what were our listeners' song? questions song? Listeners' oh, questions got- coming at you. <laughs> Oh, all right. So you're going to, I'll read it out, which means you'll have to answer it. All right, give me, you read. RCJ. Hey, guys, hope I'm not too late with my question for this week's pod. You're not, Rosie. It's fine. Never too late. Lob has made no secret that he wants to play as a forward. So taking into account his performance over the last two weeks, do you think that he has proven that he can be a strong asset in the forward line looking to forward to hearing your thoughts. I'll go first and say Oi. it sucks that he's out this week. Yeah, it does. And um, I think you touched on it before. I reckon play the man out of the goal square. I think Lobb will end up being exactly what we drafted him for, the pinch-hitting Ruckman against the long-term Ruckman. So it'll be... Um, so, say, so say Darcy is our CB long-term... versus Cox. <laughs> no, it'll be... Oh, I don't know. Who was a pinch-hitting... Like a Jenkins or something. Do you know, like, those forward rucks where they're mainly forward, but then they're very yeah. good ruckmen as well? Lobb is a very athletic ruckman, so I really like when he... Like, he's won us some games, basically, for by being ruck. So I think he's a great, flexible ruckman that can play predominantly forward, and I think he was very good forward last week for how crap the supply was. Um, but he is very good flexibility for, say, a Darcy goes down, then we're like, all right, yeah. well, now you're rucking. Do you remember back in the day when we only had Sandy? And if Sandy got injured or Clark got injured, um, Zach Dawson rucked a few times? Like, yeah, oh. Mate, weapon. It involved the fist. Oh, yeah, mate. They were like, mate, My favorite thing about, do your best. Um, the, the big lobster 
is I think he does so well up forward and he's so coordinated as a big man because there's a bit of the basketball in him in his background. He seems so agile when the ball hits deck and finding space and like being in the right spots so well yeah. contested. And he's very he's got a very, very dockery kick from the top of the goal square, may I just add. Yeah, which is awesome. I mean we obviously go to the draft and things like that with a dockery detector. Yeah. And he would have been pretty high. <laughs> Like he would have been up there. Basically, we let them have ten shots from the top of the goal square under pressure, and if they miss eight, they're in. <laughs> they went and seen Matera, and they're like, "How long are your arms?" <laughs> sure. <laughs> like, My goodness, <laughs> they just ring Ross. They're like, "Ross, this guy's got real weird arms." And he's like, yeah. "Get him in." Does he? Look- yeah, Mate, like- the house. <laughs> Trade the house. It's <laughs> like, whoa, he's got little arms. Oh, little arms. But yeah, big actually a big fan of um of Lob. He's been he's been quite I awesome. mate, I think we honestly talked about it pre season. We said he might be the trade, like the Luke McFarlane of the trade where we're like he was thrown he was in and we were like, Oh, that's pretty good and then he ends up being like way better than we thought. And Hogan yeah. could turn out to be like not as good as we thought. Well, so far, besides obviously I mean material obviously didn't come in this year, but I think he's been our best pick-up. I think it's great that Matera's doing well. I feel so good that we've had a recruit that kicked, is going to hopefully kick 30 goals. He should have been on 29 goals now. He should have kicked two goals last week. Yeah. Um, but I hope he kicks 30 goals. 30 goals is like a very good small forward target. Um, That's mental. Um, very, very good. More than one goal a game. That's good consistency. And then he needs to build on that because he's only like 26 or 7 or something. Like he's not very no, he's not. He's almost 40. Well, his arms are 40, but they've been growing shorter. <laughs> <laughs> they grow shorter, not longer. Um, Weber's just got him in the dungeon with bricks tied to him. But like him pulling him <laughs> <laughs> on the rack. He's like, thank God I've got the rack for something these days. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Um, all right, good question, Rosie. Thank you. I like it how we don't have to ask for questions anymore because ro- people nah. just send them in. I, I prefer it this send way. I always forget. I never post it. So just send your questions we in. Get, just message us. We get so much good gambling stuff from... Um, yeah, Leone. Number one, Leone. Love a good little gambling one. I love hearing about, like, post... Leone, if you're listening, which hopefully you are, I love hearing about how you went on the weekend, like, the next week. So when you messages on, like, a Tuesday saying how you won, like, 50 bucks, that yeah. makes my week. I also love how you are taking the, the bookies to the cleaners. Yeah. That's great. Should we... On that note, should we go oh. into a little bit of? Oh no! I call him. Has that not worked? <laughs> no, it has. I literally just loaded up the uh, the old sports bets. Getting to the point. So did the I. Season. It's a big. It's a massive, um, massive time for people out there tipping. I think I'm trailing by like, I think I'm down by four. Um, so yeah, coming second, trailing by four. Um, mate, so last sure mate, there. can I talk you through last week? So last week, Red Dog tipped Carlton, who got up. <laughs> I tipped Carlton. Hey, yeah, but not on this show, bitch. No, well done, well, Red Dog. That's one very for me. good. Well, we don't really keep track. How are we only two dollars ninety nine to beat Geelong at home? Like, what do they know that we don't know? I hate the bookies. I don't like that. I don't, I don't like that either. at all. I'm looking at Port Adelaide at 254. I don't trust Essendon. I'm also um, looking at St Kilda at 305 versus Adelaide. I don't trust Adelaide. I'm going St Kilda at 305 before you even say anything. Yeah, I was. I did have them as a had them as a tip, um, but I've changed. I, I originally had St Kilda, and then I've changed to Adelaide. I'm pretty sure I changed because I went. Carlton against West Coast. Oh, that'd be a treat. But for me, I think it's going to be, oh, Jesus, Port Adelaide, Essendon, man. Essendon have let me down a lot. Yeah, no, no, no. I I was on that until I saw St Kilda. I do not trust Adelaide at all. Nah, I'm probably going to have to run. 
What a Carlton three twelve. Yeah, Carl, I think Carlton. I think three twelve is good odds for them. I think they should, could be a little bit less. I mean, if we're paying two ninety nine, Carlton should be at least two fifty. Carlton are playing second on the ladder, the reigning premiers, as the reigning wooden spooners. I'm pretty sure. Were they they first or second? Yeah. They were. They, they, they were. They were bottom. The reigning spooners versus the reigning premiers. Carlton are fourth last, and Eagles are second. That is mental yep. odds. That just shows how... What, 312? 312, mate. Gold Coast is six bucks. Gold Coast is pretty shit, though. Yeah. Salt Collingwood. Carlton at 312. All right, I imagine if Gold Coast bring the house down and just... Oh, the I'd like that. That's Get around it. Yeah. Oh, God, I wouldn't, I'm not even going to offer tipping suggestions. Looking at that again, it's... Um, I mean, just realised I was trying to sign into my tipping as uh, my email at hitmail.com. Oh, yeah, and how's my tipping name is Gay45? <laughs> I reckon Ruse beat North. I'm going to go through my tipping right here in the show. Ruse by 20 over the Hawks. Ooh, you've gone the Hawks. I'm going to go Port. I'm going to go GWS. I'm going to go Geelong. I'm going to go Richmond. I'm going to go St Kilda, I'm going to go Collingwood, I'm going to go Eagles, I'm going to go Brisbane. Done. That's how I've you got... tip, bitches. I'll probably get them all wrong. <laughs> I'm doing pretty bad my tipping. I've got Hawthorne by 11. I've gone Essendon, GWS, the Dockers, Richmond, Adelaide, Collingwood, Carlton, Brisbane. So we differ a fair bit there, Yeah, we don't do. We? I can't. We're doing a lot of things. Yeah. Would you like to put a six-pack on who gets more right this week? Oh, mate. I don't need to take out a bloody mortgage to pay for all these interstate <laughs> no, beers. Weeks. I we'll prefer to... Weeks. Yeah, I don't like betting on my tips because that was a pretty rowdy tip. I tipped a lot of uh, non-favourites. Um, all right, I've got a quiz for you. Very distressing. Uh, I don't know. The quiz on, is but... on... Hayden Valentine. Do do do! It's Oil quiz makeup. time with Monkey. All right. So the quiz is random facts about him. I tried to find out some fun stuff, and then in the end, it went on a tangent into some pretty funny things, which I'll just—I won't quiz you about. I'll just talk to you about. So, oh, firstly, uh, how many matches do you reckon Bowles has played? Uh, not not ne- not necessarily exact, but. Uh, I don't remember 150th, but it must be 182. You're very close. So I couldn't remember 150th either, but it's 168. Because um, I, I was like, how many has he played? Um, how many goals has he kicked? 310. Mate, 250. 253. All right. Hayden Ballantyne has played in 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6... Seven, eight, nine finals. I'm pretty sure. What's his total scores in finals? Fifteen. Fifteen what? Now give him goals behind. Oh, fifteen goals, eight behind. No, ten seven. Which I was surprised about. In 2015, he kicked four goals straight in finals. In our two finals, he kicked three against Sydney and he kicked one against Hawks. In 2014, he only kicked a behind. Um, in 2013, he kicked two goals, five in our three finals, including two behinds in the grand final. And in 2012, he kicked four goals, one. Um, but overall, he's got a more than 50% record. What's his career high goals in one match? Five. Six, actually, in 2014. What's his career high goals in a season? 32? 49 in 2014. Um, Jesus. Yeah, mate. Killed 2014. Um, and this sort of feeds into this. What are his accolades for AFL things? So what awards has he won in the AFL? I don't reckon he's been nominated for All-Australian. I doubt that very much. All-Australian no. 2014 when he kicked 49 goals. <sighs> Made the team. Um, and one other thing. It was back in 2011. I remember the game. It was against Geelong. 
what, for getting punched in the face by... No, that, you get that did happen. That? No, you don't. No, he got goal of the year in 2011. For that run down the, like, he started, oh, started yeah. like, on the back of the square and then took on yeah. Lonergan or someone twice and then just rolled it through. That was a terrific goal. It was cool. Oh, mate, literally probably hit the post. If they had the Snicko like they did on the weekend, it probably probably would have been called back. That would have been Dockery. The goal of the year called back. Point of the year. That was a terrific out the back. All right. How many times? This was the hardest thing to find. I was like, tell me how many times he's been suspended. How many times do you reckon he's been suspended? I don't know how many matches this is as well. No, mate. Way more than three. Really? Yeah, seven, See, seven maybe, times. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and I reckon really? a lot of them were multiple games, two or three. So I reckon he's been suspended for well over 10 games. Um, yeah, so I had to find an article from two or three years ago saying Walters will, sorry, not Walters, Ballantyne will accept a suspension. This is the seventh suspension in his like 108 Ooh. game career. So that was 60 games ago. So it could be more. Oh, but it was it was question. so hard to figure out how many times he'd been suspended, but yeah, heaps. Um all right. Who's his favourite person on a road trip? Uh, they The original odd couple. Oh, Sandy. Yeah, Sandy. <laughs> he loves Sandy. And Sandy loves him. I reckon they'd be like the best of mates. Um all right, so this is where it took me. I was trying to find the suspension stuff and I ended up coming to like the record for single suspensions, like how many games people were suspended for. So the top is Stephen Dank because he got suspended for life <laughs> for the Essendon doping stuff. And then the next two are dudes in 1910, Doug Fraser and Alex Lang got suspended for 99 games each for bribery. <laughs> I was like, that what? is awesome. And then there's another dude called Fred Rutley in 1925 who got suspended for 89 games for two times kicking, three times striking, and melee involvement, which is mental. That's a- if you imagine how much people got away with back in the, like, 80s, let alone the 20s, like, these guys are like, did you stab him? It's like play on, <laughs> and it would have been like it would have been like muskets and like that little sword on the end of their musket at that stage. It wouldn't. Have... <laughs> He's like, wait here, I'm going to get my yeah, <laughs> right out of my. Nerve. All right, what what do you reckon happened in those old games? You know how people honk their horn um, <laughs> when you kick goals, like with it, and it's like nay, nay. <laughs> you nay your horse every goal. <laughs> There'd be a lot of banner slapping going on. Oh, tin sponsor yeah, the tin sponsor side. Man, I just, that that is lol. Just some horses neighing every time there's a goal kicked. The old horse and cart yeah. clunking. <laughs> um, a guy called Bert Franks in the 1910 also got done for 33 games for abusing and threatening an umpire. How do you? They've just jumped from years to games. What do you mean? Was that 89 games before? 89 games or 99 yeah, games? Yeah, so it went yeah. life, 99, 99, 89. And this guy got done for 33 games in 1910 for abusing and threatening an umpire. Ugh. Yeah. What's what, what was one of the other ones? Oh, Cudsy's in there, bringing the game into disrepute. One season, 22 games. Yeah. Jade Stephenson's in there. Gambling on AFL matches, 22 games, but 11 suspended or 12 suspended or whatever. Um, who else would we know in here? No, nah, no one else. Would they be Shaw? Baker? He's sure got 10 games, I'm pretty sure. Baker got 10. The, the lowest on this goes to 20. A lot of them are gambling on AFL matches, to be honest. The last three... Chris Appleton, Wayne Seekman, and John Wise are all gambling on AFL matches in 2010. I don't even know who they are. Oh, hang on. One was a goal umpire. Chris Appleton was a goal umpire. Got done for 20 games for gambling. Wayne Seekman, an interchange steward, and so was John Wise. Ugh. Jesus, I don't, yeah. I don't know about an umpire. 
<laughs> an umpire gambling on AFL match is almost as bad as a player gambling on himself in the AFL match. <laughs> yeah. That's odd. Mm. Oh, very odd. Um, all right. What's left? Probably just... Let's talk um, about the game. Oh, mate. Well, I'd rather talk about it now before it's all gone down than next Thursday. Because I, I just... Do you remember what happened last time, Juddy? What do you mean? Against Geelong? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was pretty bad. I think it was 101 points, wasn't it? Um, no, I think it was like 123, maybe? 128? Oh, was it? Um, yeah. so we, when I played for UQ back in 2015, um, we played against this team who were very low, very good team and we were quite average and it got to a point at the end of the third quarter where it was 190 points to about 30 or 40 and our coach was a very good player, he used to play for Port Adelaide and Carlton, um, Darren Pfeiffer turned around to us and looked at us and was like, oh boys, I don't know, like. Look, let's just let's just try and keep him under two hundred, eh? <laughs> and like, like so, not many people registered. But after the game, I was talking to my mates that I played with, and I was like, "Do you guys remember when Daz said just keep him under two <laughs> hundred? Is that not like the best coaching move ever?" And so ever since then, though, with those mates, I was always talking about keeping him under two hundred. It's like, yeah, keep kept him under two hundred this week. <laughs> and no, and then I, I texted him today, that. and I was like. Our plan literally this week should be to keep them under 200 points. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a terrific point. They bring Ross Lyon defense um, keeps Geelong to under 200 points. Yeah, we'll be lucky. Uh, Gary Rowan's back in, which is... I mean, we could probably play him back into a sneaky little three-goal performance. Maybe Zach oh, Tui yeah, can could. keep... Who does Zach Tui... Who, who do they even go to in our forward line? Like, who, who's kicking I don't goals? think Geelong backmen go to play as much, but even less so when they play us. Who? Like, like Abs is... So, Blitzabs, they should be like, Blitzabs, you're playing on Sean Darcy in the forward line. Or Sandy. It's like, what will happen is, either they'll take the mark, which they won't, or you'll run off and you're faster than, like, the quick people on their team, let alone them. Like, it'll be the most athletically hilarious performance if Sean Darcy and Sandy are playing on blitz ads. An ex-steeplechaser. Like, we're going to have to clunk some marks if we're going to beat them, which is just notoriously where we never, we never clunk marks. I just can't... Like, we've got... Who have we got? We've got... Obviously, Matera, who we talked about, and Walters, but Walters won't really run forward too much. Um, we got Banfield, Crowden. Cheryl I'm a huge fan of Jason Sikowski. Carter coming in. That's great. He's earned his spot. He's played good footy. Next Generation Academy. And he runs down the back line. So he's a, like a rebounding defender, yeah. Yeah, so the Indian, as we are going to trademark him. Yeah. <laughs> For your assumption that he was Indian rather than Indian. Yes, that was definitely me. Definitely wasn't you. Yep. We definitely don't have that on podcast record. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, good luck to him. It is good to... Yeah. I mean, he'll, hopefully he'll just be a like-for-like like Nathan Wilson. Well, look, I think who... Wilson's been off for a while. I think it's good that he's not playing. I think he should have it a couple of weeks off and get right because he was good for a few weeks and then he went back to doing nothing. We are like, what is wrong with Wilson? He's got a hell sore toe. Yeah, sore toe, bro. Ryan done a hammy, so he'll probably be out for the season. Lob, shoulder sore, probably because he's carrying us in the forward line. Bewley, you just need to get a little bit better, I think. Like, just need to get a little bit cleaner. Purely just a fumbler, I feel. Yeah, I don't really mind. He's, yeah, but Ballers, I think. I think Rip almost Ballers. Maybe one more game late in the season as like a farewell. Glue fact. Glue factory. Glue factory game. Yeah. Oh, it's a bit sad. Darty is first emergency. I think. I don't know why you don't play Darty in that forward line. Mate. That just blows my mind. Yeah. I, I don't think we have the ball used to play um, Darty. I don't think we, well, how many? we can, like, 
justify putting a player that needs good ball use in our team at the moment. He's, but he's kicked like 16 goals, hasn't he? Yeah, five of them in Not round good. one, 11 since round two. Whatever, so obviously he kicks back. He's due a <laughs> He's due. <laughs> he's due. Yeah, mate, oh, I, I think we spoke about last week. I think he is a 40 to 50 goal player in a team that has good good ball use. With us, he's a 15 to 20 goal player. Like, that is literally the reality. It's mental. Um, big, big game for the boys down back. I think Griffin Logue really needs to... Um, uh, that's the only way I see us getting across the line here. I think Hamling, Logue, I don't know, uh, Connor Blakely... No, Blakely should play midfield. It's yeah, mental well, if he, he's still back. But they're just going to have their hands full with that forward line, which I think will just run absolute riot. I wouldn't mind if you're going to play... Like, I don't even know why you named Chera on a half. Obviously, Chera doesn't play half-back flank. But, like, yeah, I don't know. I think Gary Ablett, hopefully on the hard surface, maybe does a stress fracture or something, hurts his foot, a bit of something. Yeah, probably. <laughs> the old Optus. Saturday night, at least, rather than a... Um... Sunday midnight game. Graveyard shift. Well, mate, look forward to yeah, it. Yeah, it's mate. been good. It's been good to have you back. It's good to have you back good on the um, on the earphones. Beck's out, so I'm in the living room. Probably heard the bird Monty squirking a bit. I did. I can hear yeah. the bird. I mean, it's been a pretty. You've been a bit of a social um, butterfly the last couple. Do you want to run me through the latest party shirts you've been rocking? No. <laughs> I've seen a big, a nice seagull party shirt. What? A little short sleeve number with seagulls on it. Uh, on it. yeah, I've got a bit. I got a bird shirt. Not a short sleeve. A I just shirt. roll the sleeves up, mate. Just roll them Ooh. up. Get to work. I seen, mate. Ross Lyon. That's what Ross Lyon says. Get to work. <laughs> I seen another one. Not a bird one. I think I seen another one. You were out and about. Uh, what was your other fancy one that you had on? It wasn't the. Uh, the sailfish. Oh, no, it wasn't the marlin shirt, mate. Don't you worry about that no, marlin shirt. That <laughs> still gets a run every now and then. <laughs> but, yeah. That's all right. Well, it's we'll good to can... know you You keep up with my uh, social media presence. I've seen you, yeah, seen you pop up. I was like, that is a nice little new fancy shirt that Jaddy's got there. A little bird shirt. Bird shirt. I know the one you mean. I like that bird shirt. <laughs> bird, bird person. <laughs> <laughs> well, mate, let's uh, uh, let's stop before we we'll before we keep digging. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks we're for listening. Please like, review, yeah. and hit up our Facebook with questions before we ask, because we won't ask. Absolutely. Thank you.